0: We're going to be in Isaiah fifty-four, thirteen to the end of the chapter. All your sons will be taught by the Lord, and great will be your children's peace. In righteousness you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. Terror will be far removed. It will not come near you. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. See, it is I who created the blacksmith who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to work havoc. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Isaiah 54 is a very interesting chapter. Uh, you should uh, read it sometime, about four or five times. Um, in this chapter, it talks about the glorious victory of Jesus Christ in our life. Okay, the glorious victory of Jesus Christ. No, yeah, Jesus isn't here, but it's talking about it. For example, when it when it says that. Uh, We are Zion. You and I are Zion. We are the the place where where God takes up residency. You with me? Listen to that. God takes up his residency in us. When I get up and walk around, we are Zion walking around. It's not a philosophy. It is a location where God presides what Zion is that's why I believe that uh, the last battle Armageddon is going to be held in Jerusalem oh that boy that probably turned her head a little bit but that's where I think the battle is why that's Zion that's the place where Christ is going to come and return through the eastern gate it's going to happen so this, this chapter talks about the manifestation of the glory of God in the life of its people. And it comes down to to, to verse 12, and I decided to go there because we're going to have communion in a couple of weeks. I'm going to tell you I had a football coach. His name was John Mazie. Good man. Good, good coach. One of the best coaches in the state of West Virginia. And uh, really had a a wonderful time playing underneath of him. and uh, He used to come, and he had a clipboard in his hand. And in that clipboard was everything that was going to happen every hour. It's a lot like uh, Caleb's uh, order of worship. You knew what was happening if you looked at it. And and I was a junior, and we there were several of us juniors that were starting that year, and uh, he had brought it, and there were two key juniors who decided that they were too tired to come to the practice. Okay? Uh, and he threw the, the clipboard about 35 or 40 yards in the air. He says, I might as well go home and let you guys just do whatever you want to do. He said, I'm going to tell you this right now. He says, if you don't want to be what God wants you to be, then don't show up. Just tell me you're not coming. Because this is training. That's what this is, people. This is training. I mean, you were outside out yesterday celebrating wonderful. You had training today. Eternal training to change the life of everyone. That's what this is. Worship is training. So I'm not going to throw my Bible. Some of you, there are three families that are away on vacation. I'm sure Peter's family is at the hospital, wherever he's at. I understand those things. Verse 13. Look out. Here it comes. Ready? Some people have already closed their heart to the Lord already. (coughs) Ain't gonna listen to this stuff. It's about God. Well listen to it. All your children, whatever condition they're in, don't you see that in verse 13? All your children, whatever condition you you see that just before will? Whatever your children, whatever condition they're in, will be taught by the Lord. If you are a born-again Christian, Jesus Christ lives in your heart. His Holy Spirit dwells within you. Your children will be taught, no matter what condition they're in. No matter if they are drug addicts, homosexuals, uh, adulterers, murderers, liars, thieves, no matter what condition they're in, if they're just rebellious and want to do what they want to do instead of what's right, whatever it is, your children will be taught by the Lord. The world makes us feel hopeless and that there's no answer. Let me tell you what, there are so many answers that God has for us that we have no idea the depth of wisdom and knowledge of the eternal heavenly Father who knows the hearts of all men. No matter where your children are at, God will teach them, if I give my children the Lord. Here's my my child, Lord. You know who they are, you know what they've done, you know what they think. You know how they feel towards you. Here they are. Father God, give me the wisdom that surpasses all understanding. Do you understand what that means? That means there is knowledge that man's knowledge is not equal to. There is knowledge that man's knowledge is not equal to. Surpasses all understanding. It says, it says in another passage in Corinthians that it confounds the wisdom of the world. Do you hear that? We, spill, we spend thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars every year on our education system in America. We try and find qualified teachers. Usually it's a warm body that's put into place. And we want those people to teach us what it, what it is that our children can be ses- successful about. We spend billions of dollars in higher education to find the professor who studied the, the, the certain topic or subject to such extent that it will prepare our children to be successful human beings. They can make a good living and live in a good house. Billions, we do billions, of billion, billions upon billions of dollars for graduate programs to send our children to become the best in the field that they want to be in, to have PhDs like Roger back there. Three of them. He probably has four, but he doesn't want to brag. But they do not have the wisdom that the Lord has. Let me tell you something. If you're in a conflicted situation right now, no matter where you are in your life, no matter how complex it is, how difficult it is, how confusing it is, how disorderly it seems like, no matter what that situation is, I'm telling you right now, That the wisdom of God has an answer. Only um, if you want to be taught. What's the only thing that prevents our children from being taught by the Lord? Rebellion. I don't want to know about God. Okay. So you're stubborn. Stubborn. I was stubborn. Wasn't I genie? Aren't I genie? (laughs) Stubborn. This passage of scripture tells us that the people of God, their children will be taught by the Lord. Don't go around having sleepless nights biting your fingernails, taking all kinds of medication. Don't go around running around doing that. Say, Jesus, there's an answer. I don't know what it is. Please show me. And, and remove from me whatever it is inside of me that keeps me from learning. Remove whatever keeps me from learning. I have things and obstacles I'm going through an issue right now. I'm trying to ask God to remove. I am asking God to remove the obstacles. Because it's outside my box. And he will teach my children. Now why? Why do you want your children? Look it says so they'll be extremely wealthy. And own a big house and land. Isn't that what it says right there? What do you say? And, the Mercedes. and a Mercedes. Oh, I missed that. It's different translation. <laughs> it says that they will have peace. 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 It, this peace surpasses all understanding. This peace brings order to our life. When there is peace, there's order. You understand? When peace comes, order falls underneath of it. When peace happens, an atmosphere for health and growth happens. When peace happens, we misunderstand in modern Christianity. We want power! Let's go get them! Yes, we need to live in the authority of Christ. But as I walk towards the enemy, I want to be like David facing Goliath. Do you understand? I want to be like David facing Goliath. David was just a young man, a shepherd. All he had was, was five rocks and a sling. Goliath was probably eight foot tall. And he walked up to him and he called him names. (laughs) And told him that today God was going to give him victory. Do you realize that the peace of the living God that surpasses all understanding when your children are taught by the Lord will be able to face the circumstances that they have in front of them and defeat them? Goliath was clothed with armor all over the important parts of of his body. And the only place he was vulnerable to a little boy was his forehead. And he slung it and he hit him. And he died. And David cut his head off with his own sword. Not David cut his head off, David cut Goliath's head off. Because I'm going to tell you something right now, your children are per- poised to be consumed by the world right now. They are being programmed and taught it on how to be like the world, and they're going to be consumed and destroyed. and And the world is telling them, "You'll be happy when it happens to you," because. That's what you want. And that's the people I talk to all the time. Who once they thought they had the pearl by the hand, exactly what they wanted. It destroyed them. I hate the devil. Oh, by the way, the peace will not just be a little bit great. That means that it is bigger than anybody can overcome. That's the power of that peace. Obedience to Christ. So I'm going to stop here in this message and we're going to pray for the children. You ready? Bow your head, please. Lord God, I, there are many times that I think I know what's best for my kids. <laughs> and then I realize that I've got to know you better before I can have the wisdom to pray for them. So I pray for the children of this church. I pray, Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the authority that you give us as parents over our children whether they're 10 months old, a year old, or whether they're 55, 60 years old. You give us authority to pray for them. I pray against the rebellion that has been planted in the heart of all these children. I pray, Father God, that you will allow them to put off the rebellion of this world, and seek Jesus and his wisdom, his truth, his power and authority. That they may walk in the power and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ that will change their lives. The older they are, they have plans and they think these plans are really cool and they think that they can make them rich and powerful and they can do and be whatever they want and Lord, it will eat them up and spit them out and laugh at them is what it will do. I don't want that to happen to the children of this church. I want them to walk in the peace and power of Christ. I pray for the children all over this world that they will have ears, that you will turn them back towards their father's And that their ears will be open, and they will put away their electronic devices where they they cause sin to become rampant in them. They quit listening to the philosophy of the world and turn their ears towards their parents or to a Sunday school teacher or a pastor. I pray that you do that, Father. I pray, Father God, that you will allow the power of the Lord Jesus Christ to teach them about the love of God that is everlasting and that they can belong to God. Please, Father, touch them. They are the children of this country, this world. Let us give our children always to God. To be taught by God. Amen. Verse 14. In, ret- in righteousness you will be established. Tyranny may be far from you. When you are established in righteousness. Tyranny cannot approach you. Did you hear that? That's what it says here. What's righteousness? Righteousness is Jesus Christ. It is God the Father. It is the perfect existence of the Almighty Creator. And if you think you know better than him, you're a fool. Yeah, don't don't edit that. That's what I want to hear. If you think you know more than God, you're a fool. And you're going to be destroyed. God is righteousness. You with me? What is righteousness? Righteousness, listen, this is very simple, so you might miss it. Righteousness is when Jesus comes and lives in me, When when I invite Jesus to come and live in my heart. He comes and lives with me. He is perfect Holy and righteous. He takes me. Who was full of sin and death. Okay. He, we are full of sin and death. He takes. He comes and lives inside of me. And he takes what was bad. And corrupted. And dead. And he transforms it. And makes it like him. And we are righteous. Because of that transformation. Do you understand that? And he, it, it says here, he wants to establish 20-some years ago, this church was planted in Clark County. And we brought the, tri- the righteousness of Christ with us. He dwelt within the people who were coming. And what we wanted was for that righteousness, how to live your life to be taught to people. And one by one, we began to establish righteousness in the area where we were planted. And more and more people, doesn't look like it this morning, but more and more people saw the righteousness, experienced the righteousness, and they were drawn to the righteousness. That's what it means established. So inside of you, when you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, and Christ is manifesting his righteousness, he is taking over more of your will. I will agree with Jesus. I will follow Jesus. I will understand what he teaches. I will be the man and woman that he wants me to be. The emotions. I will let Jesus be a part of my emotions. I will let him make them the way he wants them to be within me. He created them, but I want them to be his emotions. Mind. I will let him control my mind. I will let him be my Lord. I will let him teach me. I will let him show me the difference between lies and truth. I will do that. I will do that. And as you grow in Christ, and he establishes righteousness here, and then righteousness here, and then righteousness here, the power and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ manifests itself in you, and it's established. And so when the enemy comes to you to tempt you, and he does do that, doesn't he? When he comes to tempt you, you will stand, as it says in Ephesians chapter 6. When you've done everything, then stand firm. And he will not, the enemy will not overcome you, because he's established his righteousness in you. you. Do you understand that? Entire ty- uh, tyranny will not it will it look, it will be far from you. It'll be over there in the corner behind the Coke machine, or even further away. Why? Tyranny cannot approach the righteousness of God. So if you are being tempted, that means in that area of your life, the righteousness has not been established yet if you're yielding to that temptation and you're doing what you want to do instead of God, then there needs to be confession and repentance in that area. Oh, by the way, remember I said David walked up to the Goliath? It says, you will have nothing to fear. Terror will be far, far removed. All the things that really harass us in this passage of Scripture are dealt by the increased growth of the righteousness of Christ in my life. You understand? It will come, not come near you. I've got to get down here with this path. If anyone attacks you, it will, not, it will do nothing. Whatever attacks you will surrender to you. My friends... If you are established in the righteousness of Christ and you are attacked by the enemy and you take the authority of the weapons, prayer, word of God, Holy Spirit, and guess what? It will surrender to you. People say, why when I say in the name of Jesus does the demon flee? That's what they ask me. Why, when I say, in the name of Jesus, demon, get away from me, why does it flee? And I said, it's because you have established Christ's righteousness in you. And when you say Jesus, it's as if Jesus is saying, get away from my child. What a powerful truth. But if you're sitting there saying, no, I want to do what I want to do, then you've not established righteousness and self is in control and you will be eventually consumed. I l- look, look, I'm like 16. Okay, listen to this. If you don't read this correctly or, or carefully, you won't understand what's going on. See, it is I who created the blacksmith who fans the, fam- uh, fans the coals into flames and forges a weapon fit for its work. So he he says, I have created a weapon that has been forged by fire to fight with. Listen to the next one. And it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. Who is that? Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit. If this room was having a birthday party and it was for the head demon and all the demons were in here and they all were planning and plotting more destruction in uh, Clark County, which they're doing, and the Holy Spirit opens the door, they will run out and they'll bust that door down to get away. Do you understand that? We do not understand the spiritual world. We need to ask God to teach it to us. No weapon forged against you will prevail. No temptation, no harassment will ever have victory over you. The enemy will say, I got you now. I found the little nook in your army, and I'm going to just beat you up. No, I belong to Jesus. If you're being tempted and you don't understand why the first thing you tell the enemy, Listen, enemy. Like David did. I'm sent from the Lord God Almighty. I'm sent from him. And I'm going to defeat you this day. When you're being tempted. He's found a nook or cranny in your armor. You say I belong to Jesus Christ. And he has bought and paid for me by his shed blood. You cannot defeat me. Like David. And then you begin to say, Lord, how do I get rid of this turkey? And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. Now, they think you're talking about the people that you live with. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure it means more than that. I'm sure it means the, the voices in your head. You're stupid. You can't do it. God doesn't love you. He won't give you victory. He doesn't care what happens to you. Those, those tongues. You can defeat every tongue. Why? I have been sent by Jesus Christ. Have you been sent by Jesus Christ? Yes, sir. Parents, you need to start thinking like that. You have that teenager or that child I had five strong-willed children Jeannie and I somewhere began to figure out that God gave gave us authority oh no you don't the enemy will say oh you'll drive them away if you stand in the truth they'll drive them away if you stand with the wisdom of Christ where he wants you to, you will win. The day will come when God will have the victory. Whew. Every accuser. You, you don't know. You don't know. I'm my own person. Do <laughs> you ever have a I have. I want to do what I want to do. This sounds like fun. Or they don't say anything and they go sneak out and do something and you find out. We have an authority in Jesus Christ that overcomes every lie that has been told to our children. We, we need to understand the power of God. I think my children help me grow in Christ more than anything else in the world. I mean, I pastored some pretty, pretty rough churches. But it was my children. I needed to learn and forgive at the same time. Learn and forgive. Learn and forgive. Learn and forgive. Teach and forgive. Instruct and forgive. Love. It was hard. I, I love the end of this chapter. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Are you awake? I mean, are you still here with me? Please listen. God has passed down to the Son, Lord Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit in salvation, a heritage. A heritage which nature is it is the heritage is um, eternal. It will never end. It is always applicable. It is always functional. It is always true. It will win in every situation. Thank you, Jesus. And he passed the heritage down. This is your heritage through Jesus Christ. And this is their vindication for me. We are with God. You know, uh, Caleb must really like teaching those kids. He's coming. So I, you? S- I stay here. I to text. <laughs> it's like knew <nude. laughs> Yes. Praise God. Yeah. Why did you let him sit down? <laughs> Look at him. He's so thirsty from teaching. Now we've got to wait on Isaac. us pray. These aren't concepts, Lord. These are not philosophies. These are eternal truths. These are truths that come from God. And they are given to us so that we as born-again Christians can be transformed into the image of Christ. They are powerful truths that can never, ever, ever, ever be turned down, forgotten, or lost. They will dwell forever and ever. Lord God, you want us to be a part of this new kingdom that's coming. Please put your truth in us so that we can be like you. Holy Spirit, move in such a precious way today that that you will call people to an intimate relationship with you, that they may give up their sin and follow Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.